Today's scripture reading is from the book of Acts, chapter 1. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach, until the day he was taken up to heaven, after giving instruction through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptizes with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then, when they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes to you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he had said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking up intently into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men, dressed in white, stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back, in the same way you have seen him go up into heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Uh, today we have the privilege of hearing from uh, Edna Grants. Would you join me in prayer? Lord Jesus, Lord of all, we have been so, so blessed in the service. And you have already spoken to us in so many ways. And still we humbly ask that you keep speaking to us through your servant Edna. Empower her so that your Holy Spirit will touch our hearts. Help us to hear your voice. And as we hear, help us to grasp and fully understand what you have for us today. And put that into practice in our lives. So we pray and special anointing to Edna, empower her, so her words will be your words to our lives. A transformative ways in all of our congregation. So we trust you, Jesus, and that's why we pray in your name. Amen. For several years, while I was still directing the FBC choir, excuse me, at Christmas I would give each person a star with a word written on the back of it. And I think some of you might even still have your stars. The hope was that each person would ponder that word throughout the year, that they would think about its meaning and what God might be saying to them through that word. Well, my word in 2010 was listen. My hope was that I would listen well to others, but that I would also listen to what God might, might be saying to me through that word. 
And what he was telling me, I discovered, was that it was time for me to retire from my position as Minister of Worship and to leave the work for the next generation. So after 20 years on staff, I put away my baton, so to speak. Leaving a position or any job that you love is never easy. And often our identity is bound up in the work that we do. So now I had to affirm that my identity was in Christ Jesus, not in being a choir director or a worship leader or a pastor. I needed to trust that the worship ministry and the choir would be in good hands, and it was, with Andrea and Roger and people like Curtis and Peter, and Peter people that I'd worked with for many years, and now with Ben. And I thank you, Ben, for the, the service this morning. Jesus' public ministry on earth was about three years. Before those years, he likely lived just as an ordinary citizen in Galilee. But during his ministry, he, he lived among the people and walked with his disciples, te teaching them about the kingdom of God, healing the sick, praying, and teaching them how to pray. Then, after being mocked and scorned, bullied, and persecuted, we all know then he was crucified, but then he was resurrected. He was fully in human flesh again when he appeared to his disciples and his followers over the course of the next 40 days before the ascension. Then he left them and ascended into heaven. But why? I imagine that he too listened to the Father about the timing of his departure from earth. But why did he have to leave his job on earth? Was it his time to sit back and observe and support his people from the throne? No, I don't think so. Well, as a human, I had to let go and entrust the work to others who would be guided by the Holy Spirit. But Jesus' work was expanded multifold when he left because he empowered not only the disciples that he had left behind, but generations later, he still empowers all of us with all of our human limitations to do his work on earth. So let's look at some of the important things about the ascension of Jesus. First of all, the ascension established and empowered Jesus in his kingly reign. Recently, we've heard much about ascension. In this case, the ascension of Charles to the throne as King Charles III. I imagine that many of you watched the ceremony and perhaps you even saw him sit on the throne and have the crown placed on his head. Now, while King Charles is the new monarch over the UK and, and the Commonwealth, Jesus, who sits on the throne at the right hand of God, is the king of all kings. I was struck by that, how, how it was affirmed as a young page stood before the King Charles and welcomed him with these words. As children of the kingdom of God, 
We welcome you in the name of the King of Kings. We should pray that King Charles will take seriously his role as a servant role and of honoring Jesus as King of Kings. The coronation service that many of us viewed on our screens was full of pomp and circumstance, glorious music, and traditional ceremonies. I sometimes wonder what Jesus' reception might have been like into heaven. Perhaps there was an amazing chorus of angels singing praise to him as the Father welcomed his Son. In that wonderful hymn found in Philippians 2, we are reminded that God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at, ev so that ev at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow on heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So God affirmed the work that Jesus did on earth, and now he also exalted him. He gave him the highest honor. Jesus is the king that we are privileged to worship. His reign is universal, and his reign is forever. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. I kind of feel like we should sing the hallelujah chorus. When Jesus ascended into heaven, Luke tells us in chapter 24 that Jesus led the disciples to Bethany and lifting his hands to heaven, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken to heaven. So Jesus did not just disappear as in a vapor. The Bible records that he physically left. His hands were outstretched in this beautiful gesture of blessing his dear followers as he rose up to heaven to be seated at the right hand of God. That's kind of a mystery, isn't it? Jesus now sits on the throne, still fully human and yet fully God. He still bears the scars of his brutal death. He still knows what it's like to have aches and pains, heartaches and sorrows, to experience the meanness of human beings, both in speech and in action, to lose loved ones or to walk beside loved ones who are suffering. He knows your name. He sees your tears. His work on earth was done but he has not forgotten what it is like in this broken world. He is above all things and knows all things and is everywhere. Jesus, the worthy Lamb of God, about whom we sang earlier, is seated on the throne high and lifted up and reigns as king over all the earth. Secondly, the ascension establishes the work of the church. Do you ever wish you could clone yourself and be in two places at once? Harry and I get a bit of a taste of this when we go to Seattle to visit our three grandchildren. <clears throat> Each of them is in various sports teams, and the parents are always juggling who's going to be at which game, and perhaps one parent will be at the beginning of Sam's game and the end of 
Coles game or so on. It, it gets pretty chaotic sometimes. But we can't be in more than one place at a time. It's impossible for us. But Jesus no longer has those limitations. His ministry now covers the whole world. And we, his followers, are assured that he is with us wherever we are. The physical absence of Jesus on earth did not mean his work was over, though. On the contrary, his ascension made it possible for Jesus to have a continuing ministry and an all-encompassing presence with all of his people through the Holy Spirit, whose coming and work we will celebrate next week on Pentecost. He is with you here as much as he is with your family in Korea, in Brazil, in Hong Kong, in Ukraine, wherever you, your family or your loved ones are. So while the ascension of Jesus signals the completion of God's saving work through Christ on earth, it marks the beginning of the present ministry of Jesus, the work he commissioned us to do here on earth, the work we do through Jesus Christ. As he sits on the throne, he is our advocate. In other words, he pleads with our Heavenly Father on our behalf. It is by his wounds that we have been healed. He bore our sins and he pleads with the Father on our behalf. We used to sing a chorus many years ago when I was in youth group. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man. I don't know if any of you know that, but it ends the man, Christ Jesus. He is that mediator. We don't need any other mediator when it comes to talking to God. And that is why we pray to God, our Father, in the name of Jesus. Jesus is our mediator. And when you are too weak, too worn, too sad, or too discouraged to pray, he intercedes for you. Jesus Christ is our high priest, as we are reminded in Hebrews 4, and as Carmen read for us earlier. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same temptations that we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy, and we will find grace to help us in our time of need. Isn't that a most amazing gift to us as followers of Jesus? Because Jesus ascended to heaven as one who had lived as a human on earth, we have confidence that he understands us. He understands our weaknesses. He gets us. We can come boldly to him. There is nothing too difficult or too little for us to bring to him. We will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us in our time of need. A few weeks ago, at the beginning of the sermon series, Philippe uh, referred to the, what we call the Great Commission from Matthew 28. I have been given complete authority in heaven and on earth. Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, 
I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Again, we're seeing that Jesus reigns over heaven and earth. He has been given the complete authority. But his work on the, as the reigning king is now manifested through us, his ordinary children, young adults, middle-agers, seniors, and he is with us in that work. As Sonia so beautifully shared with us, you don't need to be a CEO of a company or a leader of a great organization or a pastor of a large church. Christ is with you in the ordinary. He is with you in every vocation. He is with you as one who smiles at a stranger or volunteering at Mondi Cafe or serving refreshments in our fellowship hall, bringing a meal to someone in need or caring for a child or an aged parent or friend. Luke has written two accounts of the the ascension. One is at the end of the Gospel of Luke, where we note that in the Acts account, he promises that the Holy Spirit would come upon them. They were to wait in Jerusalem until that happened. And so the Bible records that they did. And apparently they rejoiced and praised and worshipped God at the temple. During Advent, we also were reminded that we are in a time of waiting for the return of Christ. The ascension also points to that time when Christ will return. That event will be the consummation of history. The reign of Jesus on behalf of the triune God will be complete, for he will return the kingship to God the Father. I think God has decided when that will happen. For us, it is a time of waiting. And what should we do while we wait? Well, as the disciples did, we worship and we praise God. We live in confidence that Jesus sits at the right hand of God, interceding for us. We have confidence that King Jesus is in control over this broken world. And we engage in the work of making disciples. So take a few moments now and reflect on this drawing depicting Mary. She was an ordinary young woman who received the surprise of her life when it was announced to her that she would be the mother of the Messiah, of Jesus. She has taken the posture of praise as well as of submission. Place yourself in that picture. Will you take that posture today or this week? If we believe in him, we are reminded in Ephesians 1 that we have access to the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. I wonder how many of you would admit to playing Wordle every day. (laughs) By the process of eliminating letters, you have to find the correct five-letter word. Well... I'm claiming today's word as power, P-O-W-E-R. Resurrection and ascension power. 
And if you also would admit to playing dortle, where you have to find two words, let's use the word trust. T-R-U-S-T. Trust that the power of Christ will work in and through you. So let's raise our hands to receive the mighty power of God, of our ascended Lord. And when you feel like that mighty power just isn't working for you, when your loved one is still suffering, when you still haven't found an affordable place to live, when you feel like you just don't fit in, or when you feel like you just aren't enough, when you are bullied, when your job is stressful, when your child has made poor choices, when you're anxious and depressed. Reach out in faith and trust that the ascended Christ Jesus is interceding for you, that his power is at work in you, and that he, that in every situation, he is always with you. Amen. You've been listening to the First Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. For more sermons and information about our church's services and programs, please visit firstbc.org.